Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Present and future of the league. We'll talk about them both in seconds. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And we've got to mention LeBron and company in the fourth game of the quadruple header tonight, looking to go up 3-1, as they say. He's 35 years old. 20- Let's go, Dame. Make Key sweat. <laughs> mean- not sweating. Make him sweat. Clippers might be sweating. 21-year-old Luka Doncic had one of the greatest playoff performances in recent memory. And what a how quickly does the NBA change? This is our first week on the air. We came on the air last Monday, Monday night. We're worried about the Lakers after the Blazers sort of take care. I wasn't worried. Don't say we. <laughs> okay. I was never worried. Is the first time we're not going we with the Lakers here? Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm saying I wasn't worried. I felt we would be all right. We would bounce back. We're so, up 2-1. We'll go 3-1 after the night. So a week later, the story isn't the Lakers. It's actually the Clippers and what's going on with them. And the story isn't what's going on with LeBron and AD. It's what's going on with Luka in a super positive way. I mean, that just goes to show you how quickly this league is changing. We'll talk to Meta World Peace about the playoffs and about Kobe Bryant Day here in nine minutes, Kate. But you clearly could see Luka was moving in the right direction. I mean, he took over. Porzingis not, not playing, uh, did not play last night, but he certainly have shown you that he can get down with the best of them. He, he never in question did I ever worry about his skill set and his talent. When you look at the young players in the league, whether it's Trey Young, whether it's Donovan Mitchell, I, like I said, I had the first time to really sit down and study Donovan Mitchell, like really watch him. I've seen him play it many times, but from beginning to end to really watch and sit back and say, damn, he cooking. You know, it's easy to say, oh, he's good, he's good. But when you study him and watch some of the things that he was able to do, and then you really look at what Luca's capable of doing, it's like this league is going to be fine for years to come without question. You got, you got uh, Tatum, Tatum. Who else is, am I missing? If you can ever get Embiid right, you got There's Booker. A lot of young stars out there. You got Booker. Booker yeah. Zion's got to get healthy. You know he's Brandon there. Ingram. Brandon Ingram. I mean, Giannis you got a lot of twenty-five. You got a lot of young talent that's out there, but leading the pack obviously is our man up in Dallas. I was going to say Luca is was the best player on the floor last night. He's been the best player on the floor multiple games, with maybe an exception last game when Kawhi dropped thirty-one, kind of took it on his own to do it himself. But, I, you know, for the two best wing defenders potentially in the game between Kawhi and Paul George, they're negated in this game because he hits them with high pick and rolls. These guys are getting picked at half court. So when Luka has a full head of steam, you can't stop him. And by the way, Key, you said this when we were talking. We watched there was a highlight the other day of Braun doing a cross-court pass. And he just – Like he, a handoff. Yeah, he hit, he hit AD right in the pocket. Yeah. You look at the efficiency in which Luca is able to pass the ball. Like it, it, you never see a guy reach down at your ankles for a ball, reach up high. The ball is always being delivered right in the pocket, regardless of what angle it's coming from, trajectory wise, ready to shoot. That's a talent, man. Not everybody that's, can do that. That's important. Just like in football, when you have a quarterback that's dropping dimes and it's mm-hmm. like handoffs. It's it's right there where you can tuck it, you can run, you can get yards after the catch. That's the same thing when you look at LeBron and Luka and guys that can pass the ball. Like Jay is saying, I can catch it. Instead of catching it at my knee, I catch it in my shooting position. Speaking of handoffs, whether it's a quarterback handing off to a running back or a running back deciding something to do 
In the backfield, we're going to talk a little fantasy football now. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance as part of the Fantasy Football Marathon presented by EA Sports NFL Madden 21. Remember to sign up and play fantasy football by going to ESPN.com slash FFL or downloading the ESPN Fantasy app. The foremost expert in fantasy sports is Matthew Barron. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Marathon's going to roll till 930 Eastern, 25 and a half hours of coverage. Great to have you here. He's also the host of the fantasy show on ESPN plus and the co-host of the fantasy focus football podcast. He's doing so much. I'm surprised he has time to join us, but he's with us this morning. Matthew, we're going to play a little fun game here for everybody that's getting ready to start drafting. It's called stardom, Benchum, cut them. So we got three options. I'm going to give you three names and we're going to go by position groups. We'll get to running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, skill guys, speed guys. I love so this game. Here we go with the music. Love it. Stardom, Benchum, Cutum. One for each, Matthew. Let's start with running backs. Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards Alaire, Derek Henry. Who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? Well, with the understanding that I would never bench or cut any of these guys, but I understand we're doing a little uh, Fun. FMK, as you will, just a, a radio version of this. So I, I will play along, but just I just want to be clear. I just want it to be clear that I would never, in real life, ever say cut or bench any of these guys. But hey, listen, I, I, Barkley would be the guy, um, and then uh, Clyde Edwards Elair, I guess, would be uh, bench, and Derrick Henry would be a quote-unquote cut for wow. me. I have all his top seven players overall, but if you're asking me to pick, Barkley to me is the highest-ranked guy there. So you're still the fantasy football guy after all these years, huh, Matthew? No one bigger than I you. I am indeed, Key. Yes, that's, how they, that's what they pay me to do, my friend. I hear you. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. In that order, start them, bench them, cut them. I'm going to start Carson Wentz. I'm going to uh, bench Jared Goff, and I'm going to cut Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff got insanely unlucky last year. Top five in pass attempts and passing yards. He was like 20th in passing touchdowns. He'll regress uh, to the mean this year. Okay, Matt, here we go. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or Big Ben? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, just give me superstars, why don't you? All right, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to start I'm going to start Tom Brady. I'm going to uh, bench Drew Brees, and I will cut Big Ben. But again, I, all of them likely finish in the top 10 of fantasy this year. Now let's go to the wide receiver position. Julio Jones. Of course. Well, it's easy to start my nephew, Michael Thomas, from the New Orleans Saints. Be careful on this one, Matthew. And Mike Evans. Yeah, Yeah. be careful. (laughs) Key may not allow you back on the show here, MB. Fair. Um, So I'm going to – well, listen, I have Michael Thomas as the number one player, uh, number one fantasy wide receiver for me. That's a no-brainer. I'm starting Michael Thomas. I'm going to uh, bench Julio and cut Mike Evans. Okay, tight ends. I, I think I think I know how you're going to do this one. Kelsey, Kittle, or Gronk? Yeah, that's the right order right there. Travis Kelsey is the start. He's a no-brainer. You know, 80 yards and 1,000 receptions every single season, basically. Kittle is uh, my quote-unquote bench, and I'm uh, going to cut Gronk. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, all three of these guys can run. They can deliver the ball in the air. This is a tough one for you. It is. I have all of them as top five fantasy quarterbacks this year as well. But uh, I'm going to start Dak, bench Kyler, and uh, cut Watson. Okay, last one. And uh, think real tough about this one. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. Oh, that is, uh, that, is definitely, that is definitely not easy. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, I'm trying to put butts in the seat, right? So 
I'm going to I'm going to start Jay Will. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to bench Keyshawn because I know Keyshawn will complain in the media and it's going to draw all sorts of ratings. <laughs> Keyshawn's going to be throw me the damn mic and then I've got to cut Zubin, I've got to cut you. I understand. Matt, if you could see Keyshawn's face right now, he is internally no, that's pissed okay. off. That's okay because I'm going I'm, I'm to get my fantasy news from that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, we'll see you throughout yeah. the day. Sports Center, get up. Jalen and Jacoby, NFL Live, who Key will be a part of starting later this week. Of course, he's also on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast and the host of the Fantasy Show on ESPN+. Thanks for joining us this morning. That was a lot of fun. My pleasure, guys. Congratulations on the new show. I'm excited for all three. It's going to be Thanks. great. All Thanks, right. and B. Look for my text, man. I, I need to win this Fantasy League this year. I'm coming in hot. I got you. All right. I got you. Yeah, I'm getting my news from that other guy. <laughs> well, soon enough, it's gonna, I've been cut, so it's going to be you two tomorrow. So just, you know, bone up on everything you got to get ready for because I won't be here apparently uh, tomorrow. We got Meta World Peace coming up in two minutes to talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant. Um, Jay, you didn't have a chance to really discuss your relationship with Kobe. We heard Key talk about they were essentially contemporaries. I mean, they came up in the same year as a major professional sports athlete, lived in the Southern California area. Just your thoughts here on Kobe before we talk to a guy that played with him and won a title with him. Yeah. Um, so for me, Kobe was four years older than me. Uh, you know, him and Coach K had a, a pretty good relationship. Kobe's made m- mentioned multiple times that he would have went to Duke and said things like that. And for me, the relationship really kicked off my rookie year when I was playing with the Bulls. We uh, obviously didn't have a great year. We were running a triangle. And I got lost in, the, in a lot of things that happened off the court in my rookie year, the partying, the lifestyle, all these things that um, I had a hard time dealing with. And I remember coming to the gym early, playing at the Stable Center, because I was like, hey, look, you know, we're playing against Kobe and Shaq, you know, this championship legacy Lakers and the game was at 7 o'clock that night. I got to the gym around 2 o'clock, got a couple of the ball boys, went in to get some shots up. And as I'm walking in the gym, I see Kobe Bryant working out. And he, he just wasn't getting shots up. It was like game shots. He was in the middle of real, real shots. And I sat there. I tied my shoes. I watched him for a minute. And that was my motivation for the day, right? I had to play angry. So I decided to get my shots up. I made like three, 400 shots that day. It took me about an hour and a half. And when I got done, I sat back down at the same table and I was unlacing my shoes and Kobe was still going at the same speed, the same rate. And I looked at him for another like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, this dude is crazy. Like, There's no way he's going to be able to sustain this energy. Right. Like, Kobe destroyed us that night, man. And I asked him after the game and it was like a legendary story for me because it changed the momentum of my life. I asked him, I said, you know, why did you work out like that after the game? I mean, before the game. And he's like, because I saw you in the gym and I want you to know no matter how hard you work, you're never going to outwork me. Right, and that just kind of set the tone for me after that point. Now, granted, I got my accident, but that's something that's a seed, a conception that's in my mind every single day. How do you outwork people and always strive to get better? How about those six words? Change the momentum of my life. That's not something you hear. Ordinary people have a random encounter and something like that happens. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. It is a pleasure to be joined on the Shell Pennzoil performance line by a teammate of Kobe Bryant's on that last Laker championship team. He is Meta World Peace. Meta, good morning. Thank you for being here on Kobe Bryant Day. I want to take you back to Game 7 of the 2010 Finals. It's 76-73 Lakers. We got about a minute to go. Kobe is 6 for 24. He's feeling a struggling performance. 
and you're feeling it in another way. You step up, hit a gigantic three to put the team up 79-73. You hold off the Celtics, and you win your second straight title. Take me through that moment and the embrace that you had with Kobe with the confetti falling at the Staples Center shortly thereafter. Yeah, definitely. Well, first, I want to say, Jay Will, that's a hell of a story. I didn't know that about you. We yeah. maybe talk offline, but Keyshawn, good, good, good to see you guys. Yes, sir. But yeah, um, hell yeah, definitely, my guys. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, um, when, you, when you're growing up and, you know, as a basketball player, Jay could probably attest to this. You know, you, you want to win. You want to be the best. You want to get everything you could possibly get. And, you know, 10 years into my career, I finally had a chance to win a title. You know, Kobe shared the moment. He could have easily took that shot. You know, whether he missed it or made it, he was still up three, right? So it didn't really matter. We could have got a stop. But, you know, he shared a big moment with me. Um, it was I was very grateful. Uh, I wish I would have spent more time with him in that celebration. I was just like, I never thought I would have the opportunity to win a title because of, like, my history. And I just feel like the basketball gods probably wasn't going to put me in position. But, uh, you know, I, I wish I would have celebrated him more. I remember looking at the scene when we embraced each other. And it was just like for a split second. I wish it was like a little bit longer. But, you know, other than that, I mean, uh, very appreciative of Kobe. Yes, sir. Meta, what do you see in this version of the Lakers right now? Up 2-1 against Portland. Take them on tonight to go up 3-1. What are you seeing in these guys? I mean, I see a real veteran group, solid group. Uh, And when you got two of your best players that can play off the ball, I mean, that's ideal. And two of the best players in in the world. Um, no, you know, sometimes you'll get, you know, a couple guys on the team, and, you know, very talented, but hard to move off the ball and score and be effective. And both of those, you know, AD and LeBron is really effective off the ball. Man, I've known you since I've been 13 years old, man. Riverside Church, you, Eric Barkley, Elton Brand, LeVar Postel, you guys had such a squad back then. And I wanted to commend you, brother, because, you know, when you won that championship, you said something – uh, that was so monumental back then. The first person you thanked was your therapist. And now you, you hear about how mental health is so important. You see LeBron James do commercials with Calm and talking about this is the most important aspect of his life. Um, you know, what made you do that back then and what ultimately got you to that point, brother? Yeah, well, you know, just, um, I mean, you know, just like being from the streets, very loyal to the streets, you know, and but sometimes, you know, where we come from, it's really hard for us to, to, you know, to turn the switch. And then especially if you've experienced anything, a lot of, a lot of us athletes, especially, you know, Africans in America, Africans in America that's playing professional sports. You know, a lot of us is from these different types of communities where we have different struggles. And it's just about, you know what, just addressing it head on, face-to-face, being vulnerable, letting people know you're going through a little bit, you know, and getting, and getting by it. And that was it for me. I just wanted to be, give thanks and give credit where credit was due because I was very nervous before game seven because I didn't know if I'd get ejected. I didn't know what was going to happen that day. And I called my therapist. She flew from Houston, you know, and and I was able to, you know, just just focus on the game and don't focus on nothing else, you know, and I was just very grateful for it. Look, man, I respect that. And let me ask you this. As a a lockdown defender, as somebody that's been able to lock people down 24-7, how would you guard Luka Doncic, man? I was thinking about it the other day. <laughs> it's funny, man. I was thinking about it the other day. Man, I, I see a lot of opportunities because, I mean, if you was, I mean, if you was really, really good, like Kobe, LeBron, and these guys, you know, I, I had issues sometimes, well, probably 50% of the time. You know, so I look at Luca. Luca's a great player, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have had issues. 
but I see a lot of opportunities to get the ball. Um, I see a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, just to, 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 to wear him, to, you know, ho- hopefully to wear him down. Like how? Like you know, get physical being, with him, Meta? Well, well, one thing I would do, um, one thing I would, like when I was, when I would draw, like some guys, I would make them drive to the basket. So I, I didn't mind getting 14 points or 13 scored on me in the first quarter because I knew you couldn't sustain running with me because I was always in better condition. So I would always let guys drive and, then, and, and, and make them drive. And then after that, they're tired, and then they don't want to drive. They want to shoot the jumper, but I'm right up on you. So now all your jumpers are short with a hand in your face, and I'm stronger than you. So, you know, it's like I, I, I see opportunities to poke it, but I, I definitely um, – and then on the flip side, I'm like, wow, right, this kid is really smooth. <laughs> you know, this kid is like – he's really smooth. So it's, it, it's hard to say because he's so young. You know, he's so young. So at a, But at 21, I would definitely – in my prime defensively. So, I mean, I would have did better than a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> you, um, yeah. No, I was going to say, Meta, you think about he Luca, but there's so much more talent, young talent, whether it's Murray, whether it's Mitchell, whether it's Trey Young, just uh, you know, Booker, Devin Booker. There's so much young talent in the NBA. When you look at it across, is the NBA in pretty good shape for the future? I mean, I, I really do like it, man. I really, I really like where it's going, and um, I see a, a lot of the talent. I see guys getting feisty again. I think they took a, the physicalness away um, over the last couple years, and then over the last three years, it's been getting really physical. So that's something I'm excited about. Uh, and then I see, you know, guys are just, um, you know, everything is great. You know, the, the money's up. The, the skill level is way better than it was three, four years ago. I was kind of disgusted with it you know, the fundamentals a couple of years ago. And then you see guys like DeMarcus DeRozan come back better. And I was like, okay, this is better. Because some guys are just shooting a lot. I mean, guys are still shooting, but I feel like they got way better. And and, and it's setting the president for the young kids. Like, be fundamentally sound. Don't just, like, shoot and all that stuff. Even James Harden has gotten better. And, you know, when he first started to come into his own, there was a lot of shots. But you see him now, he's like, he's really worked on his game, right? So I'm really happy with where the league is at right now. Man, are, are players these days, are, are they too nice to each other? Like, is this like a byproduct of AAU basketball, everybody growing up playing with each other, helping each other up? Like, it just feels like back in the day, yeah, we sound like one of those people. But, like, when you <laughs> fell down, like, Meta World Peace would have stepped over somebody to let them know that their place is beneath them. Do we? Are we going to see that in the game again? Well, you know, like, honestly, um, from, from my perspective, um, I wasn't friends with nobody on the court. You know, even my best friend, Elton Brown Lamar, who I grew up playing basketball with, you know, when the game starts, I didn't even shake the – I don't even know if I shook their hands. Maybe I, I actually gave them a hug. But during the game, you know, so I don't really – you know, I actually did. But for me, everybody was an enemy. And you don't build friends like that. You know, the game should be fun. You should be able to compete. And you should be able to, you know, still chat. You know, so for me, as I look back at it, I, I, I like the friendships because I, I didn't develop a whole lot. You know, I, 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 wanted, I wanted the enemies, you know, uh, when I played. Um, and, and, you know, everybody from the opponents, the coaches, the owners, everyone, right? And, and you know, even my own hometown. I was in Indiana and I stuck my middle fingers up at my own crowd. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just, that's just, it's just like, you know, <laughs> You know, it's entertaining maybe to somebody who's like us or somebody who's like who likes that. But for me, it's like when I look back at it, 
and I see what LeBron is doing, bringing people together. I really like it. You know, I really like it. It's well said, that intense attitude that Ron or Metal World Peace or wherever you want to classify him, that intense attitude he described was also emulated by one Kobe Bean Bryant. And it just seems apropos to mention that on this particular day. Meta, we really appreciate you joining us, and thanks for a trip down memory lane and your memories of Mamba Forever. Hey, um, it was great uh, being on the show, and uh, thanks, Jay and Keyshawn, and you guys uh, continue with the success. Thank All right, bro. You. you already got it, Meta, always, man. Thank you. Keyshawn, Jay, Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Broncos receiver Cortland Sutton. He'll be with us at 9.35 a.m. Eastern time to see if Drew Locke is finally going to be the quarterback that gets the Broncos back to the playoffs for the first time since Peyton Manning retired. They have not made the postseason. Can Cortland and Drew get it done? I want to mention this because you guys both know uh, Meadow really well. And that is, I didn't want to ask him this because this is one of those situations where we were there to talk about Kobe. But the reality is, he said it. When he won that title in 2010, it changed the narrative on his career. At that point, he had Absolutely. only been known for one malice thing. Malice in the Palace. The Malice in the Palace. Yes. That's not going away, guys. But I do think, Jay, that well, that... Well, less w- of a conversation, though. Correct. It's kind of gone down the priority yes. list. You don't bring it up. But that really changed a lot. That's him. why I asked him the question about him thanking his therapist. Like, we watched a guy in real time deal with the emotions about... Look, Ron is from Queensbridge. If anybody out there knows about Queensbridge back in the day, like, it's still... like. It's a tough, tough area, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I asked him about playing at Riverside Church. Like, that was, we called him Ron Ron back in the day. If anybody, you know, like, you call anybody back where I'm from, like, oh, that's Pete Pete, that's JoJo, that's Ron Ron. You have guys named like that, okay? So the fact that Ron continued <laughs> to work on himself and progressed to go from Malice in the Palace to thinking his therapist and then winning a world championship to then eventually changing his name to Meta World Peace. Like, that transformation is special. And Ron's a completely different person than who he was back when then. He, and he spoke to that a minute ago by talking about upbringing. Right. When, you, when you brought up in South Central L.A. like myself and you see so much, you know, and in, in, in sports is a way – to get out of your community and help your family, things of that nature. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, they point to you going to college and your education, man, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, you get educated, but if you don't take advantage exactly. of the education, it's all for nothing. And if you don't take advantage of the opportunities, it's all for nothing. And I don't think people sometimes realize that how hard it is to grow up in poverty and to make it at any level, whether it's sports, entertainment, being a doctor, a lawyer, just in the, uh, the workforce in general, it's hard as hell, man. Agreed, Key. That's why if you're an athlete, you know, granted, things are different right now, not having fans in the stadiums and things of that sort, but once we're able to get through this, like, go to your guidance counselor, find out who the top alumni are of your school reach out to them get their emails get their contact list invite them to games build out what your board is while you actually have a platform and you always feel like you fighting all the time even though you're playing in the pros you feel like you fighting all the time so the moment that somebody say something to you the Mm -hmm. moment that somebody throws something at you you're on attack mode because you've been on attack mode your entire damn life Mm -hmm. it's consistent that's all you know so That's, that's how you react exactly Fascinating insight from these two guys. So watch out, Z. <laughs> <laughs> We're socially distant. I'll be able to just maneuver the way I need to here. We're six, seven feet apart. Still to come. <laughs> that was come. such a broadcaster voice. <laughs> Man, he's able to maneuver the I way hate, I need I to. 
what he's been saying, but that was real corny. <laughs> Probably not the first or last time that'll be said about me wearing this sweater. What, what did you expect You're, with this we look? We like I mean, this sweater today. <laughs> no, the sweater's cool. We're, we're advocates of this sweater today. Yeah, the sweater's cool. We love you, Z. You look Come like on, man. Intern account. Trying <laughs> working in this. I'm going backwards. Last week I was a CPA, and now I'm an intern. All right, that's the way it goes. I'm, I, after all, I'm going to be cut by Matthew Berry, so just good luck tomorrow when that, when that show rolls on without me. It'll probably be an upgrade. I just want you to know, Key had the best humble brag of anything. He's like, yeah, now nah, I made it. Top dog. My name's at the top of the right. show. And I was like, yes, we know. It's Keyshawn. tough being in the 1%, right, Key? I mean, it's what- <laughs> Get him, Zoom in! Get him! Here we go. So last year at this time, the quarterback with all the buzz was Baker Mayfield, and we saw what happened when play began. Mm. This year, all the buzz is on the Broncos' Drew Locke, who will be on Monday Night Football Week 1. How good is he? His favorite pass catcher will join us at 9.35 a.m. Eastern. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We did mention that Drew Locke was in a situation where he took over last year as Cortland joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Drew was 4-1 and one Cortland down the stretch last year, as you know, and there's a ton of excitement brewing. The Broncos have not made the playoffs since Peyton Manning retired after Super Bowl 50. You've been at camp with him every day. You're essentially his top guy. Take us inside how he looks getting ready for his first full season as Denver starter. Oh man, good morning, y'all. Um, shoot. What up, man? Wake up, uh, man. <laughs> y'all good? Don't no, let him mess you, with you. I, I, I want you to make uh, sure you up, man. Don't let him mess with I'm, you, see. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm up. I got practice in a couple hours. You know I'm ready to go. Okay, I'm just making sure. It sounded like you was trying to figure it out for a minute. I just need you to be <laughs> lively. Go ahead and answer the question. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. So my dog Drew, man, he got some. He got swag. He uh, the same swag that I saw when he was leading us. Um, in the last couple of games, when he got his chance to go out there and start, he came into camp with that same swag, that same, you know, I, I got the big arm, young guy, big arm, I can make every throw. And he's given all of us a chance to go make plays. And 
Keyshawn, you know, being a receiver, that's all we want. You know, we want an opportunity to be able to go out there, make a play. Even if it looked like we covered, we're not covered. So giving us the opportunity to go out there and make plays is all he's been doing all champ. I know I've been appreciating it. Um, everybody in our room has been appreciating it. And uh, he looks good. He looks good. He's he's learning the system. Um, Coach Sherman has given him an opportunity to, you know, take the reins, go out there and call a couple checks. Um, and it's early, you know, for him, for them to be giving him that, that responsibility. That means they see something that we all see that, you know, he has that ability to be that guy. So it's been fun. Um, it's still early in camp. So it's a lot more plays to be made. Um, I'm excited to see how his progress continues to go. Yeah, let me, let me give you a little wide receiver to wide receiver advice, though, if you want that damn ball. These three things, three, right? The first one, the stare down when he don't get it to you. Just stare him down. Don't even trip. Just stare him down. The second one, isolate yourself away from him trying to talk to you. And then the third one, if he don't get it to you, touch me, give me the damn ball. What's wrong with you? And then I promise you, you're going to get the rock. But no, on a serious, on a serious note, how are you and the team handling the, the uh, coronavirus protocols and everything that y'all are going through in camp? Uh, you know, so the, the Broncos did a good job of giving us, making us feel safe while we're here. We have different precautions that we have to, that we have to go through. We get tested, COVID tested every day. Even on our off day, we have to go up there and get tested just to make sure that, you know, um, we aren't in a bubble like everybody, like, like uh, basketball and hockey. So we have to um, make sure that we stand on top of everybody being safe. So we get COVID tested every day. We have to wear these proximity sensors um, while we're at the facility just to kind of regulate how, how often you're around certain people in the building. Um, that way, if something does want to happen, you know, they can kind of control the outbreak. If it does happen, you know, God willing, uh, we don't run into any of those problems. But um, besides that, being on the field, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of um, being smart about the coaches have their masks. Um, when we, after practice, we all have our masks. They have Germex stations everywhere around the facility. Um, so they're giving us all the all the, the things that we need to, to stay safe while we're out there um, to, you know, prevent this, this spread of, uh, of everything that's going on and, and keeping everybody safe, which is nice because it's giving everybody a peace of mind to just be able to go out there and know that um, everybody that we're around, everybody that we come in contact with at that facility has been tested and has went under all the protocols that we went under to be safe. Mm. Corlin, Jay Williams here. You went to SMU. You played in the, uh, the American Athletic Conference. They have chosen Correct. to move forward and continue to play. How ultimately do you feel about how up in the air all these conferences are with this decision? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is it's interesting to watch because you have, some team, you have some major conferences like the Big Ten who are, like, who are saying that they're pushing everything back to the spring, and then you have some of the what they call the smaller conferences. You know, me being an American conference guy, I, I feel like we can compete with a, a few of the teams out there. So it's kind of hard when people call us the other six. Um, but, you know, we, we see other conferences that are trying it. I, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I, I hope everybody's being safe about it. I'm sure everybody's being safe about it. From what I've seen from SMU's um, uh, Instagram and the guys I've talked to over there, it seems like they're, they're doing – they're taking the precautions that – um, the Bron- like the type of precautions that the Broncos are taking, you know, trying to make sure that the most important thing is that the that the boys are staying safe while they're out there. Um, you know, Nick, I think Coach Saban has said something about um, it's a lot better for 
a lot of those, a lot of the players to be at their university versus going back home. And you see a lot of players who are tweeting and and putting on Instagram saying this, the same thing about you know they would rather they they would rather be at the university practicing or even if they can't practice yet being able to just be at the university to not be at their home is you know a better a better environment for them. So um, you know seeing some schools. That are that are gonna do it, and some teams that aren't gonna do it. It's gonna be interesting to see how they, you know, handle the after season things. Then you got guys who are 50 years. You got some guys who are, you know, um, this is a big junior year or a big senior year coming up for them. And some of their programs saying they're not gonna have ball until the spring, even if they if if they even do have ball at all. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's interesting to see what's gonna happen with the rest of the, the league. I mean, rest of college football. Um, I know that SMU is practicing their butt off right now. So whoever they do want to get in the play against, whoever line up across from them boys, they're going to be in for a fight for sure. Uh, Cortland, you're the veteran of the receiver group up in Denver right now. You got two young studs and and KJ uh, Hamler and then Jared Judy both on board now. Y'all bring in Melvin Garden from the Chargers. How potent do you think this offense could be? Man, I, I, I personally believe that we have we have all the weapons to to go off and be successful. Now that being said, everything a lot of things look good on paper. It's our job to go out there and put all those pieces together because we have them there. It's our job to go make those pieces look good. And as a and as of so far, I see us putting those pieces together in the right way to be able to go be successful. And it's exciting to watch because you see how potent our offense can be with. Not even just the, the um, with those receivers that we added, plus Melvin Gordon. You know, you go look at our tight ends. We have no offense from last year. And then we go and get Big Albert from Missouri, who's another big, fast tight end. And then you have Drew back there slinging it. Plus the rest of our receiver room guys who who are who are vetted, who came in with myself, who's still in who's still in our room, who are helping you know get get the young dudes right. Um, then of course we got Philip Lindsay. So you got two thousand yard rushes in the backfield. We got – and then our O-line, we added pieces to our O-line. So, you know, I feel like our offense could be very, very potent and dangerous, but it's our job to be able to go out there and make it look good, go out there and make the plays you're supposed to make, go out there and make it look the way it's, the way it looks on paper, to go out there and make it look like that, plus some when we get a chance to go out there and play. Cortland, here's the setup question. You coming out of the division? What do we got? Oh, come on now. Come hey, on, baby. It, Talk to it, me now. Hey, you know our division is is one of the better divisions. I will say, you know, what I mean, especially in the AFC. But the Chiefs are gonna get a run for their money this year. Trust and believe that. Okay, love it. I like that. Remember, Drew Locke is from that Kansas City metro area, so that would be man. Quite just the remember them three things I told you. Stare them down. <laughs> isolate yourself. Yeah, stare them down. Isolate yourself. Give me the it, damn ball. If it don't work, you <laughs> go in. Verbally tell me to get you the damn ball. <laughs> we. We'll see you, Cortland, Monday night, September 14th. It'll be the final game of week one in Denver with Cortland running out of the tunnel there as the Broncos host the Tennessee Titans. Can't wait for it to get here. Cortland, thanks very much. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. Y'all have a good night. I mean, oh. a good rest of y'all morning, I should say. You got it. <laughs> Look at you, man. He's he ready to go back to sleep. Night. He ain't ready to go back to sleep, man. <laughs> he still got a couple hours yeah, till practice. He's like, I got to go back to sleep, man. I did my job. Zuber, I'm going to start good. doing that to you if you ask him another a Laker question. I'm going to stare you down. I'm going to isolate you. I'm going to say, give me the ball. No, that's what you have to do, though. You have to stare him down. Don't, you know, you stare him down. How was his stare, though? Can you describe no, you it just, to me, you though? You just look at him like they, like, 
you're disgusted with them. Mm. And then they try to come over and talk to you. Are you okay? And then, and then you walk away from them and isolate yourself away from them. And by then, everybody like, damn, he mad, man. I'm telling you. And then the third time we don't get it to you, that's when you OBJ it, throw your helmet off and kick the net. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just giving people a visual of what they think I was as a player. That's all. Remember, Key kicked the net. He never proposed to it. Like uh. OBJ. There's a big difference. <laughs> I never even kicked the net. I might have slammed my helmet and, and probably told the coaches some words that I can't say on national TV, but that's pretty much it. And they all love me. Every single coach that I ever had when we get them on the show or if you talk to them in person, they, they all love me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you talked about isolating. Well, the media isolated Mike McCarthy, got him together, and said to him, Hey, Earl Thomas has always wanted to play for the Dallas Cowboys. You interested? We'll have Mike's response that just happened moments ago. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And it stands to reason that the Baltimore Ravens are one of the most solid organizations in the National Football League for a long time, led by the legend Ozzie Newsom. His right-hand man, Eric DaCosta, has taken over. As general manager, and it says something when an organization as rock solid as the Ravens essentially say, look, Earl Thomas, you're a future Hall of Famer. We're better off without you. That says a ton. Earl Thomas has never hidden the fact that he would love to play, perhaps, for the Dallas Cowboys. Earlier this morning, their head coach, Mike McCarthy, said he had checked in with their vice president of pro personnel, Will McClay, on that possibility. I've talked to Will about it. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about every. No, we, we read the news, too, so you may not think we read your guys' articles and stay on top of things. So, um, yeah, we're, we look at every situation. It, it's, you know, player acquisition is 365 days a year. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips. Haircuts, all stylists are clean certified and guys smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. Key, they have spent the entire offseason. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, Everson Griffin, Gerald McCoy, the latter of whom was cut after an injury settlement just a few days ago. But they think they got enough with Dak and Zeke and Amari and everybody. They want to shore up that D, and no better way to do it than bringing a guy that clearly wants to be there, has a lot to prove, and an organization that's never been shy from bringing in controversial-type guys. No, they, and they should kick the tires on that. There's no question about it. Uh, phenomenal talent, future Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Uh, one of the 
most feared guys for a long time in the secondary in the National Football League. He's a guy that you certainly want to take a look at. Now, whatever happened in Baltimore happened in Baltimore. We know his personality. We know he's a fiery guy. We understand that. We get it. But he's also a playmaker. And every now and then, he's a risk taker. Yes, there probably was a number of blown calls in the past in the Ravens secondary that was attributed to Earl Thomas because, you know, he likes to look in the backfield a few times and make the big play. Yes, we saw in the playoffs where uh, Henry stiff-armed him to the ground a couple times mm-hmm. on a big run and it yep. made it look as though Earl Thomas couldn't play football anymore. I think when you look at where Dallas is, they certainly need some help in the secondary at the safety spot. They've For the last several years, they've been toying around with trying to get a safety. They went out and drafted Trayvon Diggs from Alabama and Reggie Roberts in the fourth round from Tulsa. But they're going to have some suitors that they're going to have to go up against. Mainly probably Seattle. How about that? that that'll be interesting yeah. to see him reunite Jay with Pete Carroll, if, in fact, Pete wants to do it all over again. And we know he flipped him the bird in the past. And we saw (laughs) him have some problems by getting his money, all of those sort of things. But Pete's been known to revisit players that he's had in the past, whether it was Marshawn Lynch or whether it was Mike Williams that he had in college and other guys that he's taken a chance and a risk on. But we're talking about a top three safety in the game, correct? Yes. I mean, so the talent speaks for itself. One of the things that I'm hearing from a trusted source, and it comes to like good friend Peter Schrager, who works at uh, NFL Morning, uh, the show that they have on NFL Network. Good morning, football. Good morning, football. Thank you for course correcting me on okay. that. Uh, <laughs> but he was saying some of the reports that potentially he's been hearing out of Baltimore about Earl Thomas are that selfish player, late for meetings, not great to the young guys, tried to fighting Brandon Williams, who is big, awesome, and beloved around the, the organization. So I, I guess that, that ultimate question comes to, you know, is the talent – worth more than maybe some of the potential headaches that you might have in the locker room. It depends on your environment. It depends Great. on the people that you're with. If he goes to Seattle, Seattle knows him backwards. They know who he is, and they probably be willing to take a chance. And the Dallas Cowboys have dealt with people in the past that they've been able to correct and get the most out of them. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. NBA quadruple header starts at 1.30 Eastern. Scott Van Pelt's back tonight at midnight Eastern. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.